0: It's the hoop talk. Hoop, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we are already fired up. i sweating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm already goodness. sweaty. I've already ranted three times before we
1: even started recording. Like Teddy, Teddy. Box
0: TED talks. <laughs> Karen already informed us she's gonna go off at some point in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man! I'm a drip sweat. I'm in my WNBA sweater that I just got in the mail, and I've got three lights on me. (laughs) it's 90 degrees outside. Oh my god! We're
0: so ill prepared for this heat, this (laughs) virus, just like everything. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm so over it. So 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 over it. So let's do – let's check in with everybody here in the podcast. Okay. I'm over it. (laughs) I'm not over the podcast. I love the podcast. I love what we're doing. (laughs) By the way, you're listening to the Hoops Talk, if you didn't know. (laughs) But I'm just over it. I'm like – I'm so over it. I don't even know. Like I showered today angrily, and I'm like, why am I doing these things? Because no one cares, and I'm not going outside.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I woke up at 5, sat in bed for – Three hours on the phone getting mad at Twitter and then fell asleep and woke up again at noon. I don't give a fuck. Everybody's sleep schedules are out of whack. Uh, Kendall, how
2: are you doing? I'm in Utah now. Okay. Uh,
1: What's the weather like?
2: Uh, It's actually nice. It's warm, but it's not like Utah hot, you know, where it's Mm -hmm. like you're dying. So it's Mm -hmm. pretty nice. We had dinner outside last night. Um, but yeah, I just, it's nice to be around people. <laughs> I bet. I was, I was solo quarantining for like 45 days and losing my mind. And my mom was like, how about you come with us? <laughs> so I, <laughs> so you don't do something to yourself. Well, first.
1: Yeah, to you. That was nice of her. Say hi to Rudy Gobert for us.
2: Ugh, no. Oh God. <sighs> From a distance. No. Yep. Yeah.
0: Don't let him touch your mics for the podcast.
2: No, nope. nope, he can't. <laughs> I've been down.
0: down. Keep, it away. Keep him away. Keep him away. Keep him away. Uh, well, I think we're all hitting. We're hitting a mark. Mm-hmm. Hitting a wall. We're hitting a wall. We're hitting a mark. Yeah, but for sure, I will say that I I really appreciate this podcast. I really appreciate you ladies on this podcast for sure. We appreciate everybody Absolutely. that comes on as a guest and. Definitely. We appreciate everybody that's listening. So thank you all so much. So with that, I'll segment into our updates and house cleaning as we normally do. Sweet. Here we go. Okay. So as you all know, we want you to leave us a review. I'm not going to talk about the prize pack today. <laughs> I'm going to
1: ask you not to.
0: I'm <laughs> not going to talk about the prize pack, but we still want your reviews. <laughs> we're clearly just
1: done. <laughs> like, no, no, NBA no, no. season suspended, no, prize pack suspended.
0: We're over we're, we're over We don't, over we don't, have, we don't <laughs> have the strength of the prize pack today. So we still want your reviews. We still want you to subscribe. We still want you to like. You can uh, do this all on Apple Podcasts. You can hear us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all the places that you get your podcasts at. Um, You can also follow us on our social channels. We're on Twitter and Instagram at The Hoops Talking and we're at on TikTok at the Hoops Talk podcast, which is run by our Hoops Talk intern. So go and check out what we're doing there. And then we're also on YouTube. So check out our YouTube channel where you get to see our backgrounds and our, our faces and our hair that's growing out terribly. <laughs> yeah. Talking about my quarantine hair, <laughs> our,
2: our mustaches and our beards. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you'll be able to like see the progression as we continue to just, you know, go all back. Hope to the has earth. left our eyes.
2: <laughs> bags. We, we got bags in our eyes. We, we got yeah. bangs
0: now. So we- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just a total metamorphosis, if you will. Oh, or
1: experimental
0: um. bangs. <laughs> yeah. Get to see it all go down at <laughs> the YouTube channel. <laughs> If you choose. Um, So, yeah, so that's all of our house cleaning and updates. Unless you guys have anything you want to add to this little segment. If not, we can move on to our Women Crush Wednesday segment. We have a fabulous guest, super excited. So, we're going to go ahead and we're just going to bring her on. We're ready. Bring her on. Ready?
2: Ready. Hold on. We ready? We're ready. All right.
0: hi jasmine welcome to the podcast how y'all doing good good thank you so much for taking time to come and be on the show and i know we have been just crushing and loving your twitter account
3: like, yes. For real. <laughs> 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 Thank you so Butter baby. Much.
0: <laughs> we no, we love I know you on Instagram too. Mm-hmm. I know you're on Instagram, but the Twitter is where we found you and where we fell in love with you. We had to start following you. And when we saw that you were doing some other things, I know you and I started to DM um you know, and figure out how can we talk to you? How can we have you on the podcast? So it's a really, it's a privilege and a thrill and an honor to have you. So thank you for making the time.
3: <laughs> thank you all for um encouraging my BS. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you feel like you're talking into the oblivion or whatever. And it's just like, hey, you know what? If y'all keep encouraging and liking this, we're going to keep going with it. It's yeah.
1: Call us oblivion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, we love it. We love it. And Jasmine, I know when you and I were um, emailing back and forth, um, you know, you call yourself or maybe someone dubbed you a women's sports culturalist.
2: Ooh, I
0: like it. Yes, I like it. Can you please give our audience some more context? Because I went through your your website and I looked at your portfolio and I was like, hot damn, you've been writing. You've been doing this thing for some time now. You've got some great stories out there that I know I've read. Um, And so tell us, how did you come up with the "Women sports culturist title? What does that mean to you? A little bit of context on your career.
3: Well, honestly, it started, I mean, we're going back from, my san antonio days i was living in san antonio at one point and i was looking to interview this bmx writer by the name of dominique daniels and there wasn't a lot of information about her and um it was very frustrating because she was literally the number one bmx writer in the world and she happened to be african-american and she had the the, the funky braids going on different colors all the time like she i loved how unapologetically, unapologetically excuse me unapologetically black she was and what she was doing at the time she's retired now but um at the time i was trying to interview her it was hard to find information about her so um i kept thinking to myself it's sad that we don't hear more about athletes like this and we always hear about the black athletes, female athletes, you know, it's, it's bigger than Candace Parker, it's bigger, bigger than the Venus and Serena, um, mm-hmm. and Simone, like as much as we love what they've done for the culture of the sports and things like that, there's, there's something very mainstream about Candace Parker's brand that is mm-hmm. not necessarily, can it can be translated everywhere, but it's not, um, there's there's this culture, that there's this lack of depth to it to me at times that I'm like, there are other athletes out there who have a bit more of that going on that Mm -hmm. I'm like, well what about their stories, right? Right. Where are their stories? So um, for me, after that point, I started curating content that expressed that. Mm -hmm. And athletes we wouldn't normally even hear about, um, I was trying to put them out there. I was trying to follow them and, and things like that. And for me, especially when you live in Texas, you come across a lot of female athletes mm. and um, what they've done for their various sports, whether it's boxing or um, track, even even bobsledding. Mm. Um, what you know the impact that you have because a lot of times people don't think about these sports when they think about um, women's sports and even women who come out of Texas because some certain things are more regional than others. Mm. So. Uh, for me I've been able to kind of use when I started off writing and things like that, I started off in college writing. Mm. Um, and I was more so writing about men's sports because that was where, you know. Yeah. So yeah. You said what? Yeah.
1: That's where oh, No, is, yeah, yeah, that's where it's at.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had to that was and that was I honestly had the best experience doing that too, just because it allowed me to travel and have a unique experience because I went back to college for the second time just to finish. Mm -hmm. And so I had a very unique experience in terms of my writing path. It's Mm -hmm. non-traditional to say the least. And so for me, I've continued to push out content far beyond um, just the X's and O's of things. It's more Mm -hmm. so what about the culture? How did we get to this point And what does that look like? Because oftentimes when we talk about the WBA, we don't talk about the context of black history, right? Sure. So, you know, things like that are the way I'm looking, the scope, the lens I look at it from. So right. that's coming up with uh, women's sports culturalist.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. We on our podcast, that was one of the things we at first, we were, we just wanted to do fantasy sports. Well, mainly fantasy basketball. Mm-hmm. And to your point, when you start digging in to beyond the stats or the, you know, beyond just the game and you start looking at what it means, what basketball means in our country and to these players, you start really finding those stories that like resonate that you may not may not be the mainstream, yes. you know, even even like. Candace Parker has a brand that's mainstream, but there's always, you know, the, maybe the undrafted players that have like great stories yeah. as well mm-hmm. that we're not getting in front. So I love that. And then you, so you covered, how did you, how did that translate to you going into uh, more of the WNBA and in particular, Dallas, the Dallas Wings?
3: Okay. So I, um. At, at one point, I started covering um, college basketball at my university, which is A&M Commerce. Um, they were one of the top programs coming out this year, this season. Congratulations to uh, Coach Burton. Um, they have they literally have been building ever since. And uh, for the past, what, five or six seasons, they've really been building that program up. And uh, it... I want to say that was more so the start. I was covering them and men's basketball there. And then I I want to say I saw where um, Howard Magdal from High Post Hoops was looking for mm-hmm. somebody to cover uh, Dallas in the, what, 2018 season? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he ended up hooking that up, ended up getting that going, and that's how I ended up, you know, starting uh, – I started along with um, – is a Dorothy Gentry? Um mm-hmm. and uh what was her name? Um Ari uh Aerie oh Aries gonna be mad when she sees this.
1: chambers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be um, but yeah, I started off with her and um then you know that ended up translating into Covering them for that season, of course, that was the last season that Liz played here. Liz came mm-hmm. back, here. so it was a very interesting season to say the least. It mm-hmm. was, um, but it was very impactful. I ended up meeting um, a later on that season. We ended up doing the All Star Weekend, mm-hmm. and um, I ended up meeting oh, a lot of the a lot of the players in the media side. I ended up meeting a lot of them. Um, my tight knit group. Uh, who I chat with all like literally every day. We're on social media, um, and our group chat just lit. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like sending each other a text like, "Girl, I know you saw this today." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know that group text.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, shout out to my mini tribe. They they hold me down and they they <laughs> were encouraging uh, as far as the journey is gone. But you know, for me, it's just kind of been uh gradual progression but also understanding like what's missing mm-hmm. from the voice of the league. Um I oh I also covered the senior they used to be WBA kicks, now they're made for the W, but I, mm-hmm. I was covering their first season. Um so we were doing a lot of that got to meet a lot I ended up meeting several goats that season. I was I met I got to interview Diane Sprossy, Brady nice Nice. Oh, my gosh. Don Staley, Rebecca Lobo. Nice. Yeah, it was just mind-boggling. Um, it was just a mind-boggling experience. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was one of definitely one of those understanding. Uh, shout out to Mel. She, her and her crew, do an amazing job with that. Mm-hmm. But we are on the phone often just talk, kind of talking about what's next, what's right. missing, why is it missing? I think mm-hmm. that's a huge question that needs to be answered. But right. Yeah,
0: so... <laughs> Following up on what you were just saying, um, it sounds like um, there's, and maybe I'm wrong, but is there a big difference between how it felt when you were covering the NBA and who you were working with there versus the people that you work that you worked with and found when you're working in the WNBA?
3: The thing about it is, I mean, I have covered maybe one or two Maverick games. I I'd like literally. And I'm not gonna lie, like people, most people know I'm getting into men's sports. Like I'm not, my allegiance has always been to on the women's side. So a lot of people always trying to cover men's sports, especially here in Dallas. Dallas is a very unique culture. I think maybe more so like a Chicago or Hmm. um, even LA, where people always there's always something going on, and there's always some sporting event going on, but. And especially when you we're talking about in the heart of Dallas, Cow, uh, Cowboys country, it's a whole nother ball game, literally. So um, for me, I'm like, I'm always trying to look for, I guess, um, what's not being covered because I know there's more opportunity there too, um, and that's just my brand. Um, right. I, I the the most I've covered the Dallas Mavericks has been like when I did the. Um, a year after the sexual um, harassment scandal had hit, mm-hmm. I followed up with them uh, about what their uh, organization looks like a year later, how the women there, I only spoke to the women. I did not speak to Mark Cuban. I only spoke to their CEO, St. Marshall, um, their DJ. Uh, I spoke to women within an organization who have had different experiences and things like that. And, um, you know, DJ uh, Poison Ivy, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've spoken to her a few, a few different times. So... At the end of the day, that's the extent in which I've done it, so I I can't speak on, you know, the NBA at all. Right.
0: But do you seem? Do you feel like, um, you know, there's so much more you could have done with the NBA, but there just wasn't any support to get you farther to do more of the NBA, whereas yeah whereas w n b a or where you where you ended up heading it was because you had more support or more people that wanted to open the door for you. I'm just wondering because I know like we're, all of us work in sports, mm-hmm. and we have found that we've had to make our own niche our own lane and find the people that support it like yourself, you know, doing what you do. We admire you. We say like, damn, you know, let's talk to her. Let's, you know, and you have, you were like right away, yes, let's do this. Let's get together, you know, just from Twitter. Whereas a lot of times, you know, we couldn't do that with the NBA. We have a harder time trying to find, you know, men athletes. Whereas our male counterparts, they're like, we, they have Coaches on Rolodex and they've been, you know, and all of that. So I'm wondering if, you know, you've seen that pattern or if you've had those thoughts or feelings.
3: You know, for me, I'm the type of person organically, if I have a relationship with an athlete, sure, like I'm going to go ahead and, and work with that. But um, you know, it's so funny. Oftentimes we my colleagues and I we talk about this in terms of the NBA versus WNBA and most people prefer to cover WNBA games because of the mm-hmm. access. The cooperation's different. And even some of us, although we might complain sometimes about the cooperation in um communication, it's definitely there. At least we can have these conversations. We don't have to have like we don't have to have been covering the team for three years to get an interview, right? So um, and I think that's why a lot of us who do cover the W are a little less hesitant to cover um, NBA after a certain point. Um, you know, I literally had this conversation the other day with a group I interviewed and, you know, um, you know, Meredith Minkow, me, me, she brought up that point, And I was like, and she bring this point up as a... Um, a point of reference as a photographer. So a lot, I'm a writer. So a bunch of us having different experiences, we're experiencing this, right? And so, and even I've noticed that the, the strong hand of the NBA does often tap into the W and it can be frustrating. And it's the politics sometimes of it that makes you just not even wanna touch the NBA. And the thing about it is, it's easier for me to get an interview with Liz Cambage than LeBron James. Right Stature the same, Dang near, stature the same, and people will say, "Oh no, they're not the same, okay, whatever, like at the end of the day, to end, when you honestly compare the two in terms of popularity and things like that and hateration, yes, it's, <laughs> yes. yes you can definitely find a few correlations there. Yeah. so um I don't know. I think it's a matter of preference at this point, um, more than support, because, I mean, I've, I've run into people who have been supportive for sure. I think that the Mavs have a great communications or con- communications department, and so I know it wouldn't be hard for me to do, but I think there are times I look around the W, and I'm like, there are a lot of stories I haven't been told. Then I look on oh, NBA yeah. and I'm like, yeah, Lee, I feel like we've heard that story about two or three times now. Like, <laughs> kind of gets a bit repetitive on the men's side, and I think yeah. that's... Yeah, okay.
0: That's such a great point. That's such a great point. That's something that we found too. It's like we've said this in pot. Karen, and I, we, you know, when we started this podcast, we said it in the past. We're like, how many people are going to cover that same play yep. over and over and over and over again? You know, so we're just like, we're going to skip it. <laughs>
2: Well, and that's what I see working in social, right? Like on night on game nights. Oh yeah. Everybody like there's a dunk, and everybody's posting the same dunk, and it's like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. have the same meaning when when you're posting every highlight or everybody's posting the exact same thing. It's like how how can you be different? There's other things that are happening. Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So
3: it's, yeah.
1: I mean that. Go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, from, as a casual basketball fan, I don't start watching NBA, honestly, until it's a big matchup, there's mm-hmm. a big significance to a, to a game, or it's the, the playoffs, right? So wow. for me, and honestly, too, the way I grew up watching basketball, I grew up watching such a fundamental game that the women's game has evolved over the years a lot faster, I feel like, than the men's has. Yeah. yeah to so the point that especially going to a WNBA game is very different than watching on TV as we all Oh know. yes. Oh yes. So for me I know that, that my preference is even to just watch the WNBA it's just a pure sport in terms of the physicality um at times the intellect it seems like um, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously because I mean I watch a lot of the the NBA games I watch enough of the NBA games to the point I'm just kind of like I feel like I'm at watching streetball like and <laughs> not, you're not wrong and yeah it's, just, it's like it's not a knock on those players because I mean at the end, of, in the end of the day this is the entertainment business right so people entertain right. I'm not so much you know for yep. me I love watching what I grew up watching so I mean you know and I each his own her own whatever but Right, has on the NBA.
0: That's such a good point. I know we've been going to WNBA games. I mean, we've gone to NBA and WNBA, but every, all the points you're saying about WNBA, it's it's so infectious. I just want to keep going and going and as much as I can, you know. Yeah. So I, I t- totally we could totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, as you were talking, you did mention that you had interviewed. Um, with Meredith Min- Minico, and I actually saw your episode number two oh, yeah, of yeah. Players of the New School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for the plug. Yes. <laughs> well, I would love it if you could tell us more about it because, as far as I, I know, you have two episodes. Um, I don't know how how many seasons you have, but I know I saw the two episodes. And I know it's part of um, the SB Nation's Swish Appeal. So we, I'd love for you to tell us more about why that show exists. You know why you need wanted that show to exist, who you're bringing on, and what you're hoping to do with it.
3: Um. Well, who I'm bringing? Well, okay. So as right now, I find that the i'm I'm just creating this like long list of people who I've always wanted to interview, and the list is growing i I find it's very interesting how it's just growing organically mm-hmm. um and shout out to the guests who have been on who have trusted what you know I was gonna do with that um it really stemmed from I've always had the idea the the idea the podcast idea, the whole bit and For me, it just was never quite getting off the ground. And I just was, you know, because the thing about it is sports takes away so much out of you. Um, Mm -hmm. I just throw this out there. This is my campaign for unglamorizing sports. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over it. No, I'm playing. Um, I just want more young people to understand, especially when you come into this industry, that... It's very unglamorous. It takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot of time out of you. Um, and I think it's one of the reasons why. Um, and that includes dating life. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I remember trying to get off the ground. It was difficult because of my work schedule and then with sports on the weekend. I just felt like I was never getting um, much ground with it. And then finally my editor, the amazing, terrific, uh, beautiful uh Tamron's girl. She basically was like, "Listen, you need to get it together. You need to start putting, you know, pen to pad and um, putting your work out there." She's like, uh, "We have a, we have an amazing opportunity with SB Nation for you to get this off the ground and just let me like let me know what you want to do. Your platform's there." um so that's been extremely supportive and the the purpose she understood the purpose from my perspective was everybody's always talking about x's and o's everybody's kind of like even some of the WNBA stories are repetitive right so just about the game yeah right and you know um i can understand you know the need for all of that trust me it's the meat and potatoes of what we need um, but I also saw there's a need to have a cultural part of it in there and getting to know some of the people that we see a lot that contribute, mm-hmm. um, to what we see, to what we understand as, um, the legal side of it, you know, having a Kelsey Trainer kind of talk to us about the legal side of the dollar mm-hmm. situation. Um, having people come on and talk about the sneakers and what that's looking like for the new rookies coming on. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, you you kind of have these different uh, perspectives. The last episode, we had uh, three um, content creators, photographers in the league. And I've always been such a fan, admirer of their work and what they do and, like, just how they go about doing it. Um, You know, if you look at any of their pages and things like that, you're really kind of able to see what each of them brings is so different. And, I mean... To me, some of it's even the future what the league looks like as far as coverage looks like, and these are the type of people I personally believe that the league should be hiring, teams should be hiring these individuals, um, <clears throat> because as far as I'm concerned, we say this all the time on Black Twitter, but we are the culture, you know. Like I'm not <laughs> down on that, so you know I think it's important that we we put these type of stories out there, but also to understanding these these. Cultures come from so many different places in the country. Mm-hmm. Some places oh, yeah. don't it So mm-hmm. it's very interesting to to talk with individuals like that. But I'm excited for what the future holds with this. I know the next thing that we're putting out is the actual podcast of it. Wow. Cool. Nice. Thank you very much. That's awesome. awesome.
0: No, that's great. I mean, like I said, we definitely have been following what you've been doing on Twitter, also on Instagram. You just launched the we got what a uh, new Instagram handle right we two got game or something am I wrong
3: there we got game two game two
0: we got game two I saw you that that was just launched or I think it was just launched feels like it's fairly new
3: no it's it's been out there for a minute it's been out there for okay yeah it's been out there for oh, it's been out there for a few years, but it's one of those things that you know when you're doing school, you're doing uh, work, you're not able to dedicate as much time to it as I would love to. Right. Definitely Yeah. Good.
0: I'm just like, because no, we all work in social and we're like, you need to have a lot. When people start launching more and more channels, we yeah. always go, "Uh, uh you got to have like at least 20 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. yep. Get the manpower for it. Nope. Well, don't me. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Okay, The hour, like, we all work together as well. We, we'd we be in meetings going, okay, how do we shut this down? How do we get them not to launch a new handle? Because they're getting, like, five people to run just this one on, on this channel. So, yeah, it's, it's like, work. we totally understand. Once you launch something, the dedication that it takes to try to build it all is insane. <laughs> Among yeah. Everything else you're doing. Um, okay, so I want to, I know that. You're, so you are a fan of the Dallas Wings, though.
3: I, I'm, a, I'm a struggling fan. Because
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I want, traded everybody away. <laughs> I know, but okay, but I want you to talk about the draft because I think you guys yeah, did so well on the
1: draft. True, so, true. so
0: first off, uh, just switching gears from career to like your fanship. What, okay, what did you think of the WNBA virtual draft? First off, overall, highs, lows, do's, don't, whatever you you want to riff off on there. And how do you feel about how the Dallas Wings did in this draft? Because in my opinion, I gave them an A. So I think we're all on this podcast gave them an A. So let's spill
3: it. (laughs) An A is a safe bet. An A is a safe bet. Um, I think more so fans, I don't think, necessarily worried about how well Dallas does with drafts. We mm-hmm. tend to do fairly well with drafts. I mean on average I feel like you know B plus A minus we mm-hmm. tend to do with drafts. I mean we 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 basically when you look at the past two rookies of the year mm-hmm. last season we narrow it was a narrow margin between Enrique and old girl from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um so for me I'm just kind oh, of well <laughs> you're right (laughs) you're right about that that. um but yeah no i at the end of the day you tend to do really well with drafts um that's the one thing i guess we can credit uh credit um greg with but Mm. i guess that's where the ends and begins right
1: right (laughs) the leaky pipeline
3: (laughs) you know because my thing is you know, I could give you credit for bringing them in, but when you watch them leave, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
0: you, you don't want the you don't want your team to be a training camp. It was yeah. what you're saying.
3: you know are saying. I've I even had to
0: take care of the
2: W. You know what I am saying. <laughs> right. You've Without had quite a you, few that you've had to watch
1: leave here too, right?
3: <laughs> I, it hurts to watch people like because it was interesting. I remember thinking a couple of seasons back, I was like, man, they're really building something, you know? I'm thinking, mm-hmm. man, you have, like, Skyler, and Smith, let's and mm-hmm. you know, Corey. I just, it was mind-boggling type of talent that we had. Then, at some point, you understood, okay, we need a coaching change. That, that, that was very obvious. We needed a coaching change. As much as we love Fred, Fred had to go. But, the tipping point for me was, I think, when and and you're gonna have to mind my my timeline. But the the Fred incident when they got into a fight because mm-hmm. the thing about it is you get to know some of these people and you get to know personnel. Fred's the last person I'm assuming will fight. Though <laughs> I will say he definitely gives me OG vibes. Like you just. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just in case don't let'll call you know Jack just before he jacks you up, you know what I <laughs> at the same time, I thought to myself, how unprofessional is this that you know to me, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know who started it,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but something tells me you had to know what buttons to push to even get afraid to that point mm-hmm. I like. I and then all this is speculation and like some of this these things that we've heard. Because I will say when you talk about leaks, people talk. Like people mm. organization talk, people who used to work there, executives who used to work there, people are talking. The streets yeah. are literally talking, as we've seen today with Skylar. She's like, Girl, call me. Like Yes. <laughs> call me. I'm like, bro, you know you got you got something messed up with your camp when you got stuff like that happening. Oh, yeah. But um, you know, I think it's going to be something where he's just going to have to go. And there's just no other way around it at this point. Um, uh, people, cause I know for a long time people wanted to make it seem like Liz was the, was the main issue. <laughs> the started, scapegoat. Thank you. And I think it's really easy to do that because Liz is outspoken. Um, whereas I feel like if Diana Taurasi had done this, it wouldn't have been the same at yeah. all. And I think there are so many layers to that. Yeah. Um, But when I look at what we currently have now in terms of what we did in the draft, I think we did well. Um, To me, it's just a matter of how long can we get Enrique to stay? How long can we get Alicia to stay? Um, All these these players and pieces that they're trying to build with the new era with Agler and Agler's status still unknown. It's just Hmm. too much. It got to a point where I even had to tell Tamron, she she assigned me this Dallas Wings piece or something like that. And I was like, please God, no. I said, just (laughs) do not not give me any more wings stuff. I'm not not trying to do that anymore. Hold the wings. (laughs) You know, it's too many questions surrounding this team to even start speculating. Right what does this mean for their, what does the draft mean for the team? Right. I mean, what, yeah, but on top of that, what's the deal with the coach? You know, it's just too many questions. Yeah. Um, But, as far as, um, the, the, the virtual draft, Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting in comparison to the, um, NFL, which we know, the NFL has like mafia money. Like, oh yeah, (laughs) God,
1: like those packages, the drama stories. Oh my God. Oh God. Tragedy porn. We talked about this on our
0: last podcast. It's literally a thousand hours of the NFL draft on the main channel. First off, and then you see every player got every jersey, every hat of every team sent to them just in case they got the whole kit of you know equipment. It was insane. I I literally saw Joe Burrows get picked and stopped watching. (laughs)
3: this is a smart bet like i mean because my whole thing was the players you probably follow anyway they were probably gonna retweet their selection part anyway Mm -hmm. oh and that's a lot of what sports is now like i stopped watching past certain points i'm like i can watch highlights on twitter um but, yeah, it was just interesting to me that they had so much. I mean, the type of sponsorships that they had, that ac- type of activations that were unique to what they did. I think Old Spice did a really good job about mm-hmm. that, different things that um, the players were doing. And I thought to myself, what happened to all the sponsors that, like, they were talking about we had? And, no, like, no one thought to uh-huh. – and, and I'm thinking to myself, they probably looked at – <laughs> I, I'm guessing, they. I'm, I'm assuming they probably looked at or didn't look at um, the amount of time that they were going to have to be exposed to that, and so we just didn't get the same luster of, I mean, we got more lag than luster, and so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's it's like true.
2: waiting for them to react. You're like, mm. Poor Holly Rowe is like asking questions and like waiting and waiting <laughs> and waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and waiting.
1: <laughs> yes. At least get a telecom sponsor, you know what I mean? Get that.
3: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what happened? AT&T? I mean, I've been seeing AT and T commercials nonstop since this thing hit, and I'm just like, so what happened? But yeah, no. I mean, Holly's gonna definitely need a, a break after all this because she's definitely been one of the more professional, as far as you know, WBA content since this whole thing hit. Outside of just draft night, she's been done an incredible job. But
0: yeah,
3: I thought for. And I think it's beautiful that we continue to be trailblazers. That we were the first virtual pro draft. I thought that was really dope. Um, you know, I thought they did. I thought they did well for what they had. Yeah. To put it to put it sure. simply, because I mean, again, no one has been able to do it like they have. And I don't even think they use the same production company that the, that the NFL used. So that's mm. to be fair. I think that you know when you're able to kind of break that down a little differently. And I wouldn't be surprised too if like agents had bigger pockets with the NFL draft to make sure certain things, at least on their end, they were like, you know, y'all not about to mess this up with my client. What do we need to do to you know, I'm pretty sure that was done. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I think you can take pride in being trailblazers and um most of it went well. Uh it was it was uh, definitely there were moments of it was just a hot mess, but I was <laughs> It would
2: have been nice for them to at least have their jerseys. I mean, there's twelve teams. You can have yeah. the jerseys. That's that seems a little Yeah. Out of stock no, you know no brainer to, to, to <laughs> me. But
0: Yeah. And I think they only showed yeah. two rounds. Two round yeah. pick like yeah. the second round pick. They didn't even go to the because I did like I know my team's LA Sparks and they were like didn't show any of the <laughs> picks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's kind of yeah. mind boggling to see that, like in terms of you know, we're talking about the jerseys. I think what's really interesting, I found this out. Um, I know some people may not realize this, but like most teams give players maybe two jerseys max for a season. Like they don't give them a plethora of jerseys, I mean five or six. No, they usually only get What? Them. Yeah. And
1: there's how many versions in an NBA team? You got your city version, you got your home version, you got your slick like Girl.
3: I know. I was blown away to find that out. I'm I'm
0: blown away.
1: I cannot like. Can we? start I a had more jerseys in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I would I would always get so confused
2: on what jersey we're wearing tonight. Like <laughs> that was high school.
3: It is. It's crazy. I was a manager in high school, so for me, I just yeah. I remember us having a lot of jerseys. Wow. Yeah.
2: My AAU team. What color are we wearing tonight? <laughs> My- <laughs> That is a fucking shocker.
0: As shocking,
2: honestly, surprised they didn't haven't given them the mesh, like reversible ones, right? You the pennies, like, you get, like- one. <laughs> you get one, flip it over. <laughs> okay. Got yesterday's breeze. That's it, a sponsor, but, yeah. right,
3: right. and if you lose that bug, it's coming out your next check, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh wow. Awful. Wow. You know, there's so many things make me so sad. And I always say, you know, the the thing that's really crazy is how much money they leave on the table. You know? Can you imagine how much merch we would buy? (laughs) Yeah. I mean Sabrina's
2: jersey sold out within seconds.
3: Yep. Hey, you know, I keep hearing this name come up. And, you know,
1: oh, ah. <laughs> oh, do tell.
3: <laughs> Y'all just can't. Y'all just brought me out here to spill tea. Now, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. No. Listen, it it comes across as hateration, and don't get me wrong. Some South Carolina fans are hating on her, but um. I think it's more so the system that's more so the problem. There are so many other exterior factors in terms of why people cannot stand Sabrina. And it doesn't have anything to do with her. It has to do with the fact that we should have been putting jerseys, college jerseys out before she even started playing. Like before she even got to Oregon. Like there were so many other deserving players. And some people are going to be offended, but I've said this more than once, not publicly, but I've said, it comes across at times like this, um, like there's this need to have uh, a great white hype, right? Yeah, um, comes to- I was gonna say
1: savior, but yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and, 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 and like, again, I'm not hating because she's mad talented. I mean, that's not, no way it will ever take that away from her. Right. But when I look at so many other players, like I'm sitting there thinking of side too, like side two would probably oh, be yes. the graphic If Sabrina wasn't, and I'm thinking to myself, too, um, would Sabrina be as good as she was if she didn't have Satu or um, Ruthie on her team? Like, those are the type of things I also question at times, Mm -hmm. too. Um, I think Sabrina deserved... Like, she broke a bunch of records. It's obvious she deserves these these type of things. I mean, especially with her connection with Nike and things like that. Mm -hmm. Certain things gonna roll her way. That's facts. But... You know Adidas. Where was Arriaga's jersey back to back seasons? You know what I'm saying. Like after oh, certain, right. things, like, people were talking about um, Arriaga for what a while. They were there was just so much talk oh, about right. her, and, like the excitement that she brought to the league. But I think it's a culmination of of players like this who are bringing excitement to the game. But I feel like it rests on us personally, the media, sure. to expose. You know, a plethora of players and not just the same one, all right of, like, over. yeah, featured and so much. And I'm like, what about like, I thought i loved love that little Wayne has thrown his full support into yes. any because yeah, it's so cute.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I love it. I love the southern love, southern hospitality with it a whole bit. Um, I'm looking forward to now, Satu, from my understanding, is um. Dating um now allegedly, allegedly. I'll just go with that. Allegedly dating a player for the Dallas Cowboys. So hmm, in my mind, she's probably going to be more motivated to stay here. True. Sure. Mm-hmm. If they stay together, now if they don't okay. stay together, somebody's going to ask for a trade.
1: Like, we'll
0: <laughs> we'll <laughs> know why. When, yeah. We'll know why she <laughs> asked for <her> a trade.
3: <laughs> don't see them in pictures and stuff anymore. I'm sorry asking questions. I'm like, well, there she goes. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, when we talk about leaving money on the table, I think it's a lack of just putting effort. I think people who are sitting at these tables don't look like us, ladies. I, I honestly believe yep, that. Yep, agreed. You know, and, and it's frustrating because, you know, I think what the uh, Made for the W has done is kind of exposed that. that hmm. There are a bunch of storylines that y'all failed to cover, but that's all right. We got y'all. Yeah. And, you know, now you're starting to see more players actually getting signed to some of these deals with East Bay and you know, um, Foot Locker and things like that and finally kind of getting some headway with that but I just, yeah. I, I don't understand the obsession with Sabrina and mind you, I I, I low-key, I'm like, mm, there's not much of a personality like, not like Asia Wilson's
1: personality. Right, no, oh, yeah. right, right. the lack of personality for sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. for me, there are times I'm like I like I literally will go online sometimes and look and see how much stuff is selling for, and people are selling her stuff for hundreds of dollars online. I'm like I have not seen this before. Like we right, right. use some OG stuff on eBay, but you know, five hundred dollars for a sign, um, Sabrina Nescu, Jersey. I thought um, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. That- I'm like maybe there there's this new. Um, wave of you know that coming in but it's only going to be her like I've noticed okay. it's just going to be her and I feel like you leave as a as a league you leave yourself exposed to not exposing more players right. And you know I just feel like that that's a that's gonna be a detriment yeah. long time. and I, I mean do you do
2: you think it's also because and I don't this this is just shitty to begin with but like there wasn't a male in the college basketball all of college basketball, that was like a Zion, you know, they right. didn't have that this year. It was Sabrina, was like the name, the name, the name, and the media all every year latches onto somebody, right? Yeah. And and unfortunately for women, it's usually they latch onto the male athletes, and there wasn't one in college basketball this year that was worth latching onto, so it kind of fell onto Sabrina. Because I guarantee if there was a Zion or something, like. Oh, yeah. Sabrina would be, we'd be all like who, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. unless, like you a actually, banana. unless you followed <laughs> women's basketball, then you would obviously know, but, but like, there just wasn't a male, you know, in college basketball that was up to her level, that was worth wanting to get excited about like Zion because ESPN was like, oh, Zion oh was God. The, the God, you know? And before that it was like, I don't even know yeah. lonzo ball or whoever I don't know <laughs> either, whoever. <laughs> but like they latch on to people like it, in football it was baker mayfield right like they latch on to these people and everything that they do every story everything comes mm-hmm. back to them somehow and there really yeah. wasn't that last year
1: i think too has to do with safety right like someone that's cookie cutter safe brand right also, laziness. Because if a writer is just like, I'm not really that interested in women's sports, oh, Sabrina's yeah. big, I'll cover that.
3: Right. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I totally agree. And I, I mean, I agree to both points, of too. I mean, whatever sells. And I'll yeah. be honest, I mean, a lot of us spoke behind the scenes and we we're kind of like, well, I think some people even have spoke publicly about this, but like her association with Kobe Bryant. I mean, oh, yeah, right. that, bo- that boom. Yeah. I mean, I think that definitely helped her. I mean, and I think with men are so basic when it comes to sports. Oh yeah, they like to overall. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Not (laughs) sports.
3: (laughs) So you know, I feel like it's not that surprising to see them only latch on to one player Mm -hmm. and you know run with that and think that that's enough. And you know, even you know, even when I look at how brands are handling it. You know, they're doing the same exact thing. And I'm like, well, you know, y'all make it seem as though you and to me, I keep going back to they just don't want to make the investment. And that's yes. not yep. that's the thing. but you know, pouring resources pouring time into these other players, you just don't want to make that investment. Laziness. Mm-hmm. And it's to a lot of us who are um passionate and invested in these te- in these teams, these players and we don't get the opportunity to highlight that. So a lot of us end up taking the ride I've taken and just create your own, you know, platform, mm-hmm. doing your own thing and hoping that that gets out there. And I think mm-hmm. it's important to highlight the people behind the scenes who are also covering because, again, like I said earlier, you have to be able to invest in the right people to actually get the message out there too. Yeah, yeah.
2: And that I think that was our biggest beef with the virtual draft was it mm-hmm. felt like, they had all this time and they were the first ones and they could have like, you just figured they'd invest so much money to make it as best as it could be and highlight this league that it's literally the only sport that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And the NBA could have put so much money into it and made it so big and blew it out. And it was just, it felt like it was just like a afterthought, like a, yeah. "Eh, well, we've got this thing, you know, like. Like, like, I know if we,
0: And if we had two hours on ESPN, let me tell you. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oh, yeah, we're going big. We're going nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, we're animals and like balloons, rockets. We're going crazy Mm -hmm. up in there. Mm -hmm. I'm getting Gucci partnerships. I'm doing (laughs) something. Hell yeah. Getting nails. I mean, we're getting everybody out there. It's going to be bananas
2: what
1: we're well, gonna
0: like, do. if your own league
2: isn't investing in you why why should joe schmoe down the street you know like that there's no i i don't get it i don't understand that was my biggest beef with that draft Amongst other things, I went on my TED talk the other
1: day. She did.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I understand. I feel like we often get one off at least once a month. Because in my mind, I'm sitting there. I'm with y'all. I'm like, y'all, let me know. Because I was joking about how somebody made somebody WNBA banners, like party banners, but looked like a ten year old did it. (laughs) I was like, yo. We can get bad WBA masks for coronavirus, but we can't get banners. <laughs> like, what is going on up there? Um, like, I get New York is under bad quarantine right now, but what is truly the problem? And it's so funny because I'm like, you know, when we saw how many people were over at uh, uh, Kennedy, Ken- Kennedy Carter's house, I wasn't there thinking, man, this would have been the perfect time to have that Ciroc sponsorship. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, where you at?
2: <laughs> oh, God.
3: Yeah, uh, because you know, I mean, after I found out we had the Hennessy partnership, that's what I meant, Hennessy. Uh, yeah. You know, I was like, man, this is a great opportunity. Because, listen, hey, it's talk about the culture. Listen. So, right. I'm like, well, yeah. let's <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, come on. Vivica Fox is all over the L.A. Sparks Stadium. Let's bring her hair care products. Right. Give the wigs yeah. out.
1: Yes. Lace fronts all day. around. Damn. all the wigs out.
3: <laughs> it, just, it was so many. Mistakes. Like, personally, for me, I'm still thrown for how many, like, and I said this before, I'm like, for all these black women, you would think like there would be a major air care sponsor for the league. At right. Those. Yes. I'm, I'm so confused, but I'm like, Hey, I'll, maybe they, maybe they were like, uh, maybe they saw starts looking at that budget. They were like, Oh no. Nah, <laughs> well,
1: you know, like, the execs aren't know nothing about black hair. So they're like not even probably thinking about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I, I mean, as much as, The commissioner is coming from like Deloitte or wherever she's from. She don't know about black hair. (laughs)
3: Yeah. No. And I guarantee you when they had that when they had that sponsorship for for Hennessy, she was definitely not in that room. (laughs) Like, huh, what is this? A a Hennessy? What is a (laughs) Hennessy? And she was not in. The
1: room. What's an alcohol? I don't know. <laughs> well,
0: how how do you feel about the the new commissioner? I mean, she seems like I mean, I got to um, she did a, a panel with uh, Cheney Umake from Sparks here in Los Angeles. She has a lot of like insights, and she wants to do a lot of things. How are you? How do you feel about her? And are you confident? that things will change.
3: <laughs> like, I'm a Kathy I'm fan so far, because I'm the type of person, I'm like, look, and I said this from junk. I said, I'm not getting on any Kathy Cat- train, buses, whatever, until I actually see progress in action um, in no particular order. I want to see this. And it's one thing if she tries and is not able to succeed because of politics, but if I see that this woman has tried, fine. Um, but thus far, I haven't seen her really miss yet. And that, to me, it really kind of started off <clears throat> last season with a lot of us, a lot of noticeable things. The biggest thing was playoff, how how she changed the playoffs a little bit in terms of the playoff combinations. So I'm like, okay, you're here for the players, which is major, right? Because far too often... You, I think when you start looking at the politics of things, yep. the players are the last ones to really like. They'll be more concerned about, oh, should we change the 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 three point line back further, or should we, you know, thirty seconds of, you know, what? It's like, listen, you need to make sure these women and these moms are accommodated for. Yep. And, and that's so, that's my thing because I'm tired of seeing um, such a lackluster effort when it comes to you know, you know dealing with personnel in this league. Mm-hmm. So. That really helped me, that really started giving me the confidence in, in her. And then I saw the CBA, how that played out. Yep. And I thought to myself, awesome. Um, now, the one thing I have questioned about the CBA is how how will the players be, um, I guess my biggest thing is how will the players be compensated now with the, 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 the you know, not having a season because essentially we're not doing that. Right. Um, so that's something I questioned but overall what I think she's doing she's going to do right by the players since we've just never been here before. Yeah. Um- and she has the insight to do that. From her business background, she's able to do that. I, I really believe in her in that regard. Um, the fact that she, they were able to really, because there were so many ways they could have done the draft, to be perfectly honest with you. They could have said, we're just going to have a live board on the WBA website. And for those of us who actually despise the WNBA website, I think... A oh. while- <laughs> There's a <laughs>
1: this a while to get.
2: Yeah.
0: Agreed. Yeah, despise guys. Absolutely despise, thank
3: you. It's terrible. Right, no, especially from a journalist's perspective, because we're like, is this information even going to be accurate? <laughs> so, the, you know, the fact that they decided to partner with, with the ESPN and do that, and get that off the ground, I think it's a relatively short amount of time, I'm guessing. Um, and I think what I, can, I have said, right, like with everything going on right now, this is going to be one of the bigger tests. And I think time will tell. After this is over and how they recover for next year, especially with, you know, the Olympics happening next year. But at the same time, I'm not sure if it'll conflict with the season. Mm. That we're gonna end up yes, yes. What the NBA decides to, I know it's always like NBA, whatever the NBA is doing first, that's the concern. And yeah. then after that. So to me, based on how these things happen in the next year or so, I think they're going to be a huge test. And I'm like, if you can get through this, Kathy, you will be fine, girl. Like, yeah, like, so I do have the confidence based on what I've seen, though, that, you know, she will get us through this for sure.
0: And do you feel, um, you know, we've been reading a lot about the momentum that was created this past season in women's sports, right? Yeah. How do you feel the... Coronavirus, the pandemic, the shutdown, a lot of pieces are saying this could be detrimental to what has, you know, been uh, You know, the the momentum that it's had. I don't think it is
2: mm-hmm.
0: And maybe it's because, you know We're We're surrounded by people who are also like, no, we're, this shit, we're gonna make this shit happen Like we don't care Virus Rona, whatever we're gonna make this shit happen. So and then the piece I read was from the Wall Street Journal who you know They may be looking at it a different way. Not they're looking maybe from the outside in. How do you feel about the momentum and How women's sports are gonna come through this?
3: I think um, When you talk about all the different takes, I think they're all valid in their own unique way They're all very valid because there are a lot there are too many unknown variables going on right now and there's just so much we don't know. And so I think when you talk about the momentum, though, here's my thing. The reality is if the sport is not going on, some momentum is definitely lost. Mm-hmm. Just in general, right? Um, off that alone. Now, all of it, no. But I think here's my thing, though, too. I've said this time and time again, and I've, I've said if there was no contingency plan. In place to keep, sex. I don't even think that I don't even think the league had planned on the type of momentum it's experienced over the past three seasons. If we're being perfectly honest with you, because yeah. I mean, most of this has come off college, off the off the mm-hmm. back of women's um, Final Four, right? right yep. Um, Rika now Sabrina, so I thought that there was always a lot of lost and missed opportunities with trying to fuse and sync the two together. And just kind of keep that momentum going. I feel like at the end of the day, this is probably the worst case scenario for a player like Sabrina because she has the, probably the most to lose mm-hmm. in not playing right now, um, given oh, yeah. what she came in with. Yeah. But overall, when you look at women's sports in general, I think there's still a lot of news out there. So there's relevance, right? They're yeah. they're relevant, um, but the same. I think people. Though I will say this, I think the advantage we have is if we were the first league. And I thought to myself, if we we're able to pull this off, we 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 um, we have the most to gain by coming out of Rona and we're the first league that's playing first. Like, yeah, yeah. we're the first league out. And yeah. so I, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen because you would also have baseball to contend with. And a lot of people are more basketball fans than baseball fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in my mind, I always kind of considered that. Um, but as I look into the type of content that a lot of us are putting out, it's allowing it to stay very relevant. Um, what a lot of us are doing rewatches and the, you know, the stations are realizing, yeah, we should probably be, be playing. Old, you know, old uh, games and stuff like that—nostalgic games of, you know, the Olympic teams and things like that. Because I mean, the women's team is still the most dominant out of globally mm-hmm. and home side, men or women. So I think when you continue to put put it out there, you allow for that momentum to at least, you know, remain constant. But not necessarily going up, if that makes sense. So I think that's kind of what we're where we're at right now with it, and I look forward to seeing like how people use this time because I think this is allowing a lot of, especially um, players who wouldn't normally have time to create content. We're starting to see a lot of content come out of this,
1: good and bad. bad.
3: (laughs) (sighs) Tell me about it.
1: I mean, how many
0: (laughs) how many IG lives happen? In like one day, I think, what the hell? Sometimes my phone at a certain time of the day
3: has twenty IG lives going. <laughs> it's insane. I'm like, y'all can't have that much to say because yeah. I slip on accident, slip on one. I'm like,
0: oh. oh, that makes me so angry when I accidentally slip on someone's IG life. I go, no. I, I,
1: yeah. No.
0: <laughs> I mean, and I love Chanae, but I don't need to see her work out because I'm definitely not going to join in.
3: <laughs> I'm not doing it since. I see you, though. You yeah. trying to keep your body I get it. But we're we going to pass over here. That, yeah, that
0: literally doesn't have to be an IG Live. That can be an IG TV that you post later.
2: And nothing makes you feel worse when you're like gnawing on a candy bar in somebody's workout IG Live podcast. Yes. <laughs> you're you're it's
0: eating, like, you got yeah, ice you're,
2: cream going in your mouth you're and you're
0: like oh. you're eating scrolling and you He's tap into someone workout you're like fuck you
2: you feel like they can see you too you're like oh no yes <laughs> you hide it under the covers real
0: quick <laughs> how do i get out of here how do you get out of here
3: <laughs> I think literally all i want to see are, are kids, being a high mess on tiktok and animals yes um, yeah yes like, it's so funny too because, like, our Ari, Ari Chambers that's my girl, she'll she randomly send me um videos of her dog, and it's so funny because, like, I call him nephew and I'm like, girl, what's up to today? And he is so over life, it's so funny because I'm like, this little, this angry, yeah. <laughs> she, she sends me these things just knowing it would be like the highlight of my day. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know
0: i I do like though that these players are having that chance to show their personality which i think we've always said has been one of the things that we don't see enough of is is the narratives of all the players women athletes WNBA in the context of this conversation um and their personalities and their stories coming out and them having i mean like um you know Liz, of course Liz Cambage. Who, girl, she is. Yes. is she put out like uh, her cooking, all her like uh, you know vegan foods, and I'm like, I'm into this. I'll watch this all day, you know. And so things like that. It's really great, great to see them putting that out there, building up their own brand, and understanding the power that that has. I think that's a lot of times what's missed is we miss the power that we have in ourselves and what we do to reach. And then with that reach comes the growth, right?
3: So true. I mean, so much of what these women do is so empowering. Excuse me, empowering. And, you know, um, I often think about how much of this we actually miss. Because right now, players can't even go overseas to play. So, and and obviously, the strategy has been, how do we keep players home? And I think they're doing, that's another thing I wanted to, um, Commend, <clears throat> excuse me, Kathy. For is like trying to keep players home. Like, how can we do this? And working with USA, um, USA Basketball to make sure that happens. Um, but I think there's so much truth to that, and just making sure that we're able to see. Because I, you know, I wish that the league had more. Um, did not contract. I wish they would at least contract just WNBA person at least people who are used to covering WNBA I wish they would contract them for more original content as opposed to oh yes mm-hmm. NBA people in for yeah. the season because it's like it's a miss and we constantly see it and it's embarrassing by the way I just saw that they are currently hiring for that position so oh <laughs> yes if anybody's interested but I would I want to see more of that like it's yeah. so because if you just look at what Cindy Colson does alone, it's just absolutely brilliant. But she's been doing this for years. Right. And, you know, the league finally kind of caught on and was like, hey, let's just give her a spot. And I'm like, there are a few more spots available, because with nothing going on, y'all got time?
1: <laughs> yes, right? yes. Time. For Plenty
0: of <laughs> time. I mean, yeah. so much, so much. Um, So Gosh, I can not tell you, this conversation is fantastic. It's so great to be speaking to you about all this stuff. Because these are things that we think about too. And it's good to like have, you know, this conversation, not feel crazy all the time, just with ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is great. Um, and before we wrap, I do have to ask you, because I know we all want to know, and this is like the major event that's happening right now. What are you thinking about The Last Dance?
3: It's already oh. such a loaded question. um <laughs> it's so much to digest every week because literally you're finding out something new and then you're also being pulled back into time, right? Yeah. oh you're yeah, living a lot of these childhood memories, and some of them that were blurry. um you kind of mm-hmm. reliving those, and uh for me, let's just go back to last episode um. Mm-hmm. You had Rodman, was yes. the in Dallas. Um, and it was interesting watching his 30 for 30. So we already having that background, kind of watching how his respect for Michael, what, the, what their type of relationship was for him to just show up, you know, karma lecture, half naked, getting out of bed, kind of like Michael <laughs> Gordon's at the door and he ain't playing. So. <laughs> getting that type of context in terms of how their team chemistry dynamic works is so crazy. And it's like to listen to um, Phil Jackson talking about just giving a player his time to go to Vegas and then come back is mind boggling. Because yeah. also, as soon as I heard it though, I immediately thought of the Lisken Bay situation where oh, he asked for time off and she got it. Yeah. But I also thought to myself, you know, putting the players in the right situations that goes a long way. And I thought the team that the team that they're that they're currently highlighting for the last dance, you're kind of seeing how this team was engineered. Even. Yeah. And I think that is is so interesting. I think that this episode tonight, I think they're going to talk about um, the marketing side of Michael Jordan. Which is always, I think, because I mean, even today he's still as relevant as LeBron James as far as marketing. Oh right? yeah, the shoes, oh, yeah. everything, the yeah. collabos, different
1: colorways, yeah. all of that on Jays. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's mind blowing how like um you just look at the team and and uh, even though we've only had what this is the second week or third week. Uh,
0: this will be the third be week. Third. Yeah.
3: But just looking at the impact that this team still has on um because everybody's tuned in. Like, yeah. everybody- Oh, yeah. It. I noticed like they broke the record for the premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I also think to myself, and it's so interesting, many of us have talked about this, like, even as much as they, they were a dynasty, On the women's side, we still are, are we, we deserve a Houston Comets documentary with (laughs) the same luster as mind you won't be during the coronavirus, Lord help us. (laughs) But, you know, I'm looking forward to that too because I feel Mm -hmm. like there's so much that people have no clue about that. I'm excited. I'm hoping they keep it real because, you know, um, just just over the years, I've heard different things. I've heard, you know, that I'm like, I had no clue this was going on with the team. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited to hopefully get that in our lifetime um, because I kid you not, I noticed that um, men and women alike Seem to the one thing they agree on is the Houston comments. Like it has some type of appeal that the because in my was going on at the same time the Bulls were in their prime. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a respect in the nineties. uh Nineties culture was very different though too. So yeah, in the we were more prevalent in our faces all the time, and we were yeah. able to do that. So. In that correlation, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting once we finally get that. But I'm I'm glad this is the 10th part. I'm glad they moved the, the, the premiere up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You couldn't be happening having a better time. I'm the only thing I'm mad about the uh, movie theaters closed. I wanted to go get some popcorn and watch <laughs> <laughs> and Everything is reopened in Texas, apparently, so. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Be safe. Be safe, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying Uh-oh. I'm good. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I'm like, oh, not probably not the best time. Well, I mean, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been such a great conversation. Yeah. We're awesome. we so glad yes. to have you on. Thank you for taking the time to come on to the podcast. Tell our audience all the places that we can find you on the internet. Let us know.
3: Um. Thank you guys again for having me on. Y'all are amazing. Love what y'all are bringing to the table. Thank it's all overdue. So I appreciate y'all putting the effort that you put into <laughs> reaching out to me and like <laughs> wanting <it> to encourage this foolishness. <laughs> uh, you can find me. Uh, we got for you on all social media. Um. A lot of times, uh, you can find my stuff on uh, switchapeel A lot of my stuff is on there as well. So. Definitely check me out, follow me. Um, Right back. Uh, I will, I may or may not be pleasant, but
0: I will definitely. <laughs> uh, well, we love you. We yes. love what you're doing. Uh, again, we thank can't you thank you for enough coming on, for coming yeah. on. Like, this is definitely just, it's been great. And this conversation, I know we could take it on for more and more and more and yeah. more time, but we're going to have to have you back. Yes,
2: please. Definitely. Please.
0: Please come back. Um, and, you know, hey, we might even have a season. So,
3: doubtful, but...
0: Yeah, I was about to say, right?
3: that hope, you keep hoping, you keep hoping. All that, all that energy, I feel it, I feel right. it. Maybe so.
1: 2K will make a WNBA 2K and then we'll uh. see it virtually.
3: <laughs> uh- <laughs> hey, well, you know, hey, no lag, no lag. But yeah, no, <laughs> when we get back, definitely have me back on once we're once we are tipping off and a whole bit, so... yeah Yeah.
0: definitely always welcome always thank you again this is women crush wednesday jasmine baker we'll have all the links on our website on the uh notes episode notes and thanks so much happy to have you
1: bye Bye.
0: and we are back Wow, how amazing is Jasmine? That was such great. She's a great woman crush Wednesday. So Mm -hmm. awesome. We're going to have all of her, uh, the links to her um, stories and her website and and the other um, like YouTube stuff she's doing on our our episode notes. So keep that in mind so that you can hit them up. So we are, that, that went long and we loved it. So I think we want to hit on one major uh, sports news event that just played itself out. And I really think it's played out. But, right, this is going to be like, this is to let off some steam, too, because this got us really upset. So the U.S. women's soccer team's equal pay lawsuit was dismissed. What the fuck? Seriously. I read that and I'm like, so basically what the judge is saying is the reason why he dismissed it was because the women were able to show that they actually made more than the men this season. What?
1: What? Oh but what like individually through sponsorships or some shit because they actually won last yeah. year they he said through
0: the ticket sales and through their own like brand promotions that they made more money they made more money than the men, and so they don't, there is no there is like no um case for equal pay because They're actually making more money.
1: Well, like, yeah, if I'm getting paid less than my male counterpart and I'm doing three, four side hustles and my AGI for taxes is higher, sure. But that's because. You're having to do all the extra work. Yeah. 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 Fucking shit. Seriously. 2020
2: is is just straight trash.
0: No, I can't. With this, the murder hornets now.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking murder
2: hornets. It is literally like we're in a twenty twenty is just a TV show that hasn't been renewed and the writers are like, Well, fuck it (laughs) man. Everyone (laughs) blow up. (laughs) Season eight of Game of Thrones.
1: (laughs) Fuck yeah. I feel like I'm thirsty under
2: the rubble. (laughs) They're like they're like, uh, Kobe. Kill him. Let's yes, see he's dead. Yeah, he done. Um, Let's see. What else can we? Oh, fires. Let's light up Australia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Earthquakes. Virus? Let's do yeah. it. Earthquakes. Yeah, that,
0: like, murder, murder hornets. Murder hornets. Well, throw them in. Like. Um, oh my gosh! Too. I just saw. Like, not to like dwell on murder hornets, but. One the, the planet obviously wants us to never go outside again. Yeah,
1: like leave us alone.
0: Yeah. yeah. The planet's like, up. nah 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 If the yeah. if the rona ain't gonna keep you motherfuckers out inside, we're gonna throw murder hornets. Murder, so murder we got hornets. murder hornets. But also I read that a scientist said the way to deal with murder hornets is to run in the other
1: direction. <laughs> <laughs> what? what the murder hornet. You just run. Can they just not change direction? <laughs> They're, like, They're not omniturners. They don't know. How to like you. the be-
0: best way to deal with them is just run. <laughs> you you have they to can't do the
2: turn zigzag.
1: left. Yeah, you do like the a, crocodile what? zigzag. Yeah, like when you're avoiding getting shot, you're running yeah. in a zigzag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Okay, that's science.
2: <laughs> was that Mike Pence? Was it Mike Pence that you heard that from? Yeah, did Trump say to run and drink Clorox at the same time? <laughs> He's like, I heard if you throw one of those Mister Clean magic erasers at it, it
0: <laughs> <laughs> <was> just God. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, yeah so (laughs) then shit just keeps rolling 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 and now it's falling on these beautiful athletes of the united states women's soccer thankfully megan rapinoe she said we will never stop fighting for equality she tweeted that out so i know they're gonna appeal uh the
1: decision but i just we need more women and women of color going to law school and becoming judges. Come on, ladies. Like, we got to oh, fix this we fucking need that country. And we need
2: some male allies. The yeah. the, male, the men's soccer team has been
1: quiet. quiet. Zip. Oh, yeah. It
2: doesn't benefit them. them. They haven't set one tweet. They no. haven't set anything.
1: No.
2: So, of no. course, like, they're just going to be like, well, whatever. Like, yeah. if they would speak up, it would be, it would be so helpful. But of
0: course not. No. They'll only speak up if they're if they find that um they're only gonna speak up if they can then like
1: benefit brand from, themselves. Yeah, it's yeah. for their branding, right? And it's or, like
0: branding themselves, you know. Or if they make
1: a sexist comment and gotta retract and PRs yeah. like support <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> women's soccer. Yeah. Oh or, by yeah. the way.
0: <laughs> or if Rolando needs to AM. find another surrogate mother. You know, yeah. it's like it's only to benefit you know, themselves. So I don't know what they're going to do with this ruling, but I uh, they're going to, uh, obviously they're going to appeal. I don't know how much this has set them back, but I- I'm just hoping it's not a trend in, you know, what they're trying to do with women's sports altogether. It's just disheartening. I couldn't find like one good story.
2: It's bullshit. <laughs> Even the reasoning behind it is bullshit. I know, right? Got, like The only reason they made all that extra money is because they had to hustle like hell on the side to to do it and get the sponsorships. It wasn't like it was just given to them.
0: Yeah. And then they're penalized because they were successful.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Why even try? Suck a dick.
1: Being a
2: woman is fun.
0: Oh, man. I'm not going to cut out suck a dick because it is. Seriously. Do it. Sad. Sad. <laughs> Absolutely sad. Well, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one awesome interview.
2: Murder Hornets and Women. A sad sandwich. It. We had a sad sandwich. We were like over it, then had great time with Jasmine and then over it again. Uh, <laughs>
0: girls, we you know what? It's oh, We. No. we can have a time when we're over it. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap this show, Sit bug out. it up. <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap. So, um, let's see. How do we want to wrap things up?
2: <laughs> that we're definitely sweaty. I'm for okay, sure yeah. sweaty, but you can't see it, thank God. Okay. I can feel it, though. God.
0: Okay. <laughs> Put on our song. We're going to get, we're, we're out, we're out. Okay. <laughs> that was a great show. You know what? Thanks for listening. <laughs> Stay <laughs> inside. Wear a mask if you go outside.
2: Wash your yeah. hands. No, was, don't people. touch
0: your face.
2: Wash your hands. Wash your asses. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's wash not just about you. Hands first, then asses. <laughs> yes. Asses, yeah. well, mm. well, maybe your ass. Your ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hands,
1: ass, hands. hands <laughs> ass. Just wash. <laughs> okay. Jump in the <laughs> fucking shower. <laughs> just get it over with <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe and review. <laughs>
0: Wash your ass. <laughs> We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> all the platforms, okay? DM us on social. We're on Twitter and Instagram at The Hoops Talking. And you know what? Karen, how do we want to keep it? <laughs> you sweaty. Just
1: Okay, we out.